ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of It's Deeper Than That with my co-host, oh, yeah. Cole Henderson. We're back. Mason, how you doing? Great, man. I'm super pumped uh, for who we got on today. You want to you wanna tell the people, Cole? Uh, yeah, so we got the one and only Sam Thomas. Sam can do right. anything and everything. He's a TikTok star. He's That's a Spotify right. artist. I mean, he's a comedian. That's well, right. What can't he do? He, uh, he also formerly DJ, I believe. He was a DJ at one point. That is um, correct. He's a bit of a renaissance man. So we're pumped to have him on. Uh, it's a fun conversation this week. And I uh, hope you guys enjoy it. Cool, cool, you can go first. For the most part, guys, questions. Yeah, <laughs> just go for it. Table. It's Thank just you. a conversation, you know. I mean, we're what? here to get to know you better. You're here I'm to get to know us telephone. better. This entire time, I've been reading. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're I not know. supposed to. You're not supposed to tell the people that. That's supposed to oh, be private. Uh, I knew you were gonna say that. That's why it's on the teleprompter as well. The <laughs> when, when we go off script, that the podcast is just gonna go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, let's let's do it. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Cole, how was school for you? That's what you're saying. School is great. No, it's great. Besides Spanish, because I can barely speak English, so adding another language to it just, just makes it oh so more difficult. Right. Yeah, that's no fun. I'm, I mean, school's not too too bad. It's just a lot of work, bro. It's just a lot. Really. Is it more yeah. work when it's online or, or is it hybrid right now? Uh, so it was kind of like last semester was where it's like you have the option to go in for all your classes if you want to, or you can do them online. Yeah. But I've chosen to do them all online and I think that's make it way harder. Uh, oh, but gosh. I mean, it's all good. It's not, it's not too bad. Good. What do you wait? Good. So you're, you're deep into the standup scene now, right? <laughs> i'm i am in it i am in it yes break it break uh, it down for us how's that been that yeah so uh it's been it's definitely been new and uh it's definitely uncomfortable sometimes in a sense um like a couple weeks after i had graduated and moved out i went to my first open mic in uh Atlanta and it was at Ponce this place mm-hmm. called Roll Call Theater and it's just it was just it was a huge like uh I think mental block to kind of get over like getting up and then just trying out <laughs> these jokes that you don't know if people are going to laugh at or not and mm-hmm. it's been it's been really great because I've experienced some uh some success in some of my jokes but I've also completely bombed at some mm-hmm. points too, which is great as well. Right. It's, a, it's like a completely new feeling, just like being in front of <laughs> a bunch of strangers and then just having silence while you are like very obviously like <laughs> jokes. Like it's, there's like very obviously a punchline and then you pause and there's just nothing and you're like, all right. <laughs> oh, man. Like, uh, How do you like move no- forward when that happens? You just, you have to, you have to figure out how to do it kind of gracefully, I guess, and acknowledge the fact that, yeah, you're bombing 
or you're you're just eating it. And you do like, well, like, oh, that one. You guys love that one. And you just kind of like move on to the next uh, next failure. How are you? It's it's very interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, go ahead. I was going to say, like, it's very interesting because not a lot of failure is public and instant (laughs) like it is uh, with stand-up. So, like, a lot of failure can be private or, like, uh, not everybody, um, you, like, it's over time, I guess. But with, like, that, it's, like, boom. Like, you instantly know that that Mm. joke failed in front of these people and it's it's um you definitely have to you, you definitely have to consider um the fact that they're not laughing but you can't like get down on yourself mm-hmm. and uh like start beating yourself up there's definitely a, mm-hmm. a lot of grace you got to show yourself right in those situations well, i mean like you yeah. always host you always hosted and stuff uh yeah. like north at uh, north point things so like what's the what's i know it might sound like a dumb question but like what's the difference of like standing nope. in front of people there and then standing in front of people for standing yeah that's an excellent question it's <laughs> it's it's weird because it's it's like the same thing i'm trying to think of an analogy it's it's they're pretty much the same thing but they're completely different at the same time um right. like i feel like hosting uh, don't tell anyone i told you this but <laughs> Can you cut this part out? Um, can cut this part out. I usually, yeah, please, wait, hold on. My teleprompt says, please edit this part out. Um, <laughs> but most of the time with hosting, <laughs> I'll like look at like a, like, um, there will be some sort of a script. It's more of like a, like a framework. And I'll look yeah. at it and be like, mm. noted, 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 noted. And then I'll literally right. just go out and wing it uh, and not have <laughs> much of like, <laughs> anything planned i'll just be like and like i don't know you know like freak out or do whatever and then sometimes that works and sometimes uh i bomb uh doing that (laughs) as well and honestly i think that has contributed to me being more comfortable like with a microphone in front of people and Mm -hmm. also the fact that when i do bomb now in this new environment like in a kind of different medium I'm not as hard as myself because I have bombed countless times uh, in front of middle schoolers and high schoolers <laughs> and other types of crowds. Um, Just, yeah. The worst and, crowds to bomb in front of. Those are yeah, brutal I, audiences. I can't remember. There was one time I, I, I did an event for, um, it was awesome. It was, it was with Fostering Together, which was a nonprofit um, uh, for foster parents. And, hmm. um, Andy Stanley was is like heavily involved in that nonprofit, and I remember it was around Christmas time, and I got asked to host their uh, like organization event, and I remember I planned like two jokes. This was I think like three years ago, and I was like, all right, I'm gonna walk out, and I'm gonna be like, hey everybody, uh, if you know me, you know I'm Sam. And uh, I was an LDP at Brownsbridge Church. And if you don't know me, I'm usually taller than this. <laughs> my first joke. And I remember I, I walked out and like, I looked down and I was, I was pretty nervous because, you know, I mean, Andy Stanley is, you know, the guy that started these churches. 
and I said a joke and I looked, first of all, I think like two people laughed and they were in the very back of the room. But second of all, I looked down in the front row and his face was just stone cold. And I was like, oh no. And then I, and then I did what I shouldn't have done. And I tried to double down. Like I tried to see if I could, I was like, all right, I can try again. And I was like, well, as you guys know, the holidays are coming up and that means <laughs> two things. I was like, one, you got to see your in-laws. I don't know. It was something dumb like that. And then I was like, oh gosh. And then I like, and then maybe like three people again laughed. And then I looked down and he was just still just like stone cold. Um, so that story, uh, all, all to say, um, I've, I've failed a lot in front of people before, um, but but bombed maybe not failed bombed <laughs> and i think that's made my i think it's made my i guess my skin a little bit thicker i don't know i still have so much to learn and, and so much to to figure out mm-hmm. but at least all that experience has helped yeah with stand up even though they are like two very different things because yeah. like mm-hmm. in one i have a plan i've like planned mm-hmm. these jokes and then in in hosting it's like it's so spur of the moment. Like, it's so just like, and I say something and then like, I'm not like, Oh, I didn't plan writing that for like three months. You know what I mean? Like if no one laughs, like that was literally (laughs) like in the moment, but if it's like in stand up, if I say a joke and I'm like, this is the best joke of all time. And then I say it (laughs) and I've like practiced it like in my room, like 10 times. And then I get up there and then people are just like, (laughs) <laughs> just just lost <laughs> they're just silence and i think that's a little more um that's a little more uh painful mm-hmm. well how do you how do you come up with like your material like what's the process there because my like my experience with comedy is like i'm a big joe rogan guy so whenever like he has con- whenever he has convenience on there like that's literally all i know about it so how do you come up with your material yeah <laughs> i I like a lot, like, I'll, like, actually, like, try to sit down and write. I'm, I mean, my discipline levels are low, so I I don't do it. I don't write as much as I should, but when I do, if I can, like, get into flow, I'll just think about, like, things that I think are funny or, like, stories or, like, things that I've experienced, and I'm, like, hey, that's, that's pretty funny. Like, maybe I can... Or like a story, like maybe I like I'll have the story and it's not funny, and then I'll try to sit down and add jokes, like intertwine them into like a mm-hmm. certain story or something like that. Or like um, if I just like notice something, like like um, I don't know. Here I was watching a movie the other night called "The Man Who Killed Hitler and Then the Bigfoot," and I was oh. like. Those are two major plot points just to reveal. <laughs> like, it's like, I'm like watching it and he's fighting Bigfoot and I'm not like, I wonder who's going to win. Like it, it, and then I like, and then I'll like start thinking more and I'll be like, I, like, what would that be like if like other movies did that? So then like, I'll like start thinking and like writing like, oh, mm-hmm. Sixth Sense, the man who thought he was alive but was dead the whole time. So again, I'll like try right. to like keep writing like, like in like different things like that. And that's just fun right. to like, cause then you can like play around with that, like with a bunch of different movies. Like what if these movies just reveal their entire yeah. plots and the titles of them, which is so stupid, but right. I just think it's so funny. But right. yeah, I hope that answers that question. 
No, that's it. Makes sense. Are you are you into bad movies? Like, do you like bad movies? Um, Notch the Libre uh, is one of my favorite movies of all time. So that might answer that question. Sam, have you ever seen uh, Have you ever seen Velocipaster? Okay, no. That sounds like I feel like there's like tears, and that sounds like the like lowest tier of Bro. bad movies. Is that like Sharknado? It's it's better than Sharknado. Uh, it's like I'm oh, trying to think. I know, I know, but this movie is like uh, it's this. He's a he's a Catholic priest, and like his family dies somehow. So he moves to China to like find himself. And like uh, when he's like in this Chinese wilderness, he accidentally scratches himself with like a raptor claw. And then, oh. he's, like, <laughs> then he becomes like, he can turn into a velociraptor. So that's where Velocipastor comes from. I'm already it's, sold. Dude, it, it's sick. You yeah. should check it out. <laughs> I, was, I was a fan of it. Yeah. Oh, oh, he's back. Cole's back. Cole, what happened, man? Oh, you switched to the phone. Oh, guys, our power just went out in school. But then I came back on, but the wireless is out. Crazy storms, guys. Hey, that is wild, man. Stay safe. Guys, we're back. Technical difficulties. Cole, do you remember remember Velocipaster? Velocipaster? I remember hearing about it. I've never watched it, though. I was just telling Sam about how sick it was. Have you guys ever seen Troll 2? No. Okay. I saw, I, I saw Trolls 1. No, 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 no. Not, not that masterpiece of a movie, Trolls, featuring <laughs> Justin Timberlake uh, right. and Anna Kendrick. I'm talking about Troll 2. Like, this movie, it, there was never a Troll 1. They just released this movie called Troll 2. <laughs> and it might be the, like, original bad, 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 just, like, terribly made movie that's sick like kids go to this town called uh i think it's nilbog which is goblin backwards and it's like over (laughs) goblins it's pretty creative um i don't know i you should you should look into it i don't know how would you rate it out of 10 uh probably like a negative three but in a (laughs) that's good it's like it's like golf the lower the score the better the bad movie is (laughs) bingo that is true. That is a great point. Wow. That's sick. Sam, do you have any uh do you have any favorite comedians? Like anybody you look at where it's like if I could be like anybody, I'd be this dude. Yeah, I I have this, so I like a lot like so there's like the obvious very like popular ones and then I have a couple that maybe people might not be familiar with. Um of course I I I mean Kevin Hart Right. He's incredible. And as a fellow short man. You know, short kings. Yeah. Short kings. Thank you. That's a good <laughs> short king. As a fellow short king, um, I love Kevin Hart. I think he's hilarious. Then there's this guy, there's a guy named Mike Birbiglia. I don't know if you guys are familiar. He has a couple specials on Netflix, but he um he just he's a comedian. He he's incredibly like uh, like authentic and, and and vulnerable in his material and i i really like that he, he's very personal with like mm-hmm. the jokes and the stories that he tells and he does it in such a brilliant creative way um so mike perbiglia is up there and then there's this guy named pete holmes as well pete holmes is a very mm-hmm. funny comedian 
Um, and he kind of – he kind of um, started in the, like, mega church scene, and then he kind of branched into, like, the mainstream. Mm-hmm. And then the last one I really like right now is uh, Nate Bargatze. He's hilarious. I don't know if, if you guys are familiar with him. He's got a special on Netflix as well called The Tennessee Kid. And he's just like, I don't know. He's, he's so, his, his standup is like very, like almost nonchalant and conversational. And it's, it's, it's really funny. But yeah, probably, probably some top, top comedians, at least right now. It, it changes every now and then. Well, what do you think about Christian comedians? That seems like a, it seems like a weird, weird like vein to be in. Whatever people want to be, whatever they want to do, I think is awesome. For myself, I'm, I think I'm figuring out like, am I going to be a Christian artist or am I going to be an artist who's a Christian? And I right. definitely, I definitely think I lean towards the latter, at least mm-hmm. with, with comedy and what I want to do with it and and that kind of thing. But yeah, that's a great question. I, and I'm still trying to figure out what my, I guess, style and voice is. Cause I'm, I mean, I'm fresh. I, I have so much to, to learn about it all. Like I, like it's so new. So that's a, that's a great question, but I don't know if I, I have at least an answer for myself. Yeah. About that well, yet. that, that makes sense. Cause like you hear about it a lot. Um, especially, I mean, you said artists, but like music artists specifically, where it's like, this guy might be a Christian, but he doesn't make Christian music. And that yeah. always seems like a, like a strange thing to navigate. Like Kanye West. Well, wait, apostle, no. I, apostle Kanye. I, wait, no. <laughs> he does. That's right. Sorry. I've got, God. I have a Kanye 2020 vision hat somewhere. I'm not sure where it is right now. Come on. Come on. It's like, Kanye. <clears throat> apostle Kanye. Well, apparently, apparently him and Kim got a divorce. I don't, know, I don't know how true that is. Mm. Oh. I heard the same. Wow. Since it was in shock. <laughs> it's just news. It's not like, is that, I mean, it, oh, 2020. Was it in 2020 what? or is that how we started off 2021? I think it's how we started off 2021. Mm-hmm. Mm. I, prayers up for, <laughs> prayers up for Apostle <laughs> Kanye. That's right. Prayers a, up fellow, a fellow short king, right? How tall is that man? I think he's like five seven. Mm, mm, all right, I'll give it to him. How? What's yeah, like what, the? What's the? What's, what's the, the cap? Oh, what's? Oh, it's four nine and under. <laughs> oh, nice, nice. Well, so, think, how does he I reach five, that? Five, no, I'll say five six and under can be short kings. So okay. Kanye doesn't. He doesn't well, apply right or see any right exception. Off, off. Yeah, it's a very exclusive group. <laughs> of, yeah. Yeah, and I'm not just saying that because of my insecurities. <laughs> no, that makes sense. I, uh, listen, while you were talking, I'm, we might have to cut this part out of the podcast because like a little bit inappropriate, but last year, passion, last year, a passion conference. Yeah. We were leaving the first night and it was me and then Lauren and Thomas. And yeah. like, we're talking to the guy uh, who's our Uber driver. He's driving us back. And like Thomas, like we'll talk to anybody. So he was like, "Oh, like what do you like? What do you do, bro? Like what do you do for work besides this?" Yeah. And he's like, "Well, I'm a, oh, I'm a comedian." And we're like, "Oh no way! Like that's kind of sick." And then Thomas was like, "Can you tell us a joke?" Well, that's the worst thing you could ever <laughs> ask anybody because they're a comedian. 
It's, Thomas, well, you see this? I'm so mad at you. Well, we have – that was on our show notes. We were going to ask you. Uh, yeah. Well, but never mind. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Wait, what? About that question? <laughs> no. No, no, no. So, Thomas, uh, he was like, can you tell us a joke? And this guy was like, yeah, I don't really know what uh, – I don't really know what jokes I'm allowed to make because a lot of times people get mad at them. And we are like, oh, like, what do you joke about? He was like, oh, well, like, mainly – the joke that guy made was in bad taste, and we thought it was best to probably leave it out of the episode. Let's get back into the podcast. It was just, it was so strange. I didn't, I didn't know how to move the conversation from there. So, wait. Like, I feel like there's nowhere else to go after that. I feel like that's, like, the final destination. That <laughs> conversation should end up, but for some reason, that's where it started. Well, okay, this is a good question. Yeah. If you, if you tell a bad joke... What is like the ideal response from somebody? Do you want them to laugh anyways, or do you uh, want them to tell you it's not funny? It so in in like the stand up setting or just in like day to day life? <laughs> both and both and. Okay, um, I'd say in in stand up, I definitely don't want them to give me pity laughs because then I won't learn from it. You know, right? Like then I won't know that that joke stinks. And I won't be able to like edit it or change it to make it better. Um, so I never want pity laughs. That's why I don't, I like, at least right now, I just, I haven't um, told or even like let any of my very close friends come watch me because really? I don't, one, I'll, okay, there's two reasons. One, because if something is not funny, if my friends are there, they might laugh even if it's not funny. And I don't, mm. I want to feel my failure in its entirety. I don't want pity. Mm. Like I want to just bask in it if it's not funny. Um, oh, wow, that, was, that was intense. <laughs> um, <laughs> but also secondly, I don't tell them cause like in the off chance that like, sorry, in the like very, very high um, probability off chance that I bomb, I don't want my friends to watch that. Like I don't want them to be there, you know? <laughs> right. So, yeah, I, uh, it, uh, it is terrifying. It's, it's more terrifying to me having people that I know there than, than complete strangers, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Um, now, in my day-to-day life, if I say a joke, which, I mean, it, it's just like, that's just like, I mean, I sometimes I, just get, I get diarrhea of the mouth and like I can't stop talking and just be like, spouting out like insane i i don't know i i have a problem um and i'll just be trying to say so many jokes and um none of my friends laugh i think that's hilarious when in in day-to-day life when i say a joke and actually no one responds i don't think there's anything funnier than rejection um and that's gotten most of my relationships i'm just kidding see if you guys didn't laugh at that that would have been funnier no that like (laughs) (laughs) well that this is giving me like ptsd from when my last semester last um in the fall in my zoom classes because literally like i would try like in zoom class i would try to say I just say stupid things all the time and like want to get a reaction. And then like, it just be like this one time I did like, I was in an acting class and I did this performance or something. And my professor was like, I could see you desperately trying 
to win uh, her attention in the piece. And I said something like, oh, I was like, uh, art imitates life. And then it was just silence. It was just oh, silence, like painful silence. And I was like, oh, everyone must be on mute. And then I looked and absolutely no one was on mute. <laughs> no. Uh, oh, no. Which is awesome. And that's funny. See, that's funny. Rejection <laughs> is funny. When people oh, don't laugh, it's hilarious. Um, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> tell, us a, tell us a little bit about your college career. So you're a recent graduate, correct? Yeah, yeah. Sound uh, the dogs. Just Come tell on, us all about dogs. it. Go dogs. Yeah. Uh, so... I started at UNG Dahlonega Mm -hmm. Uh, and so I graduated high school and then I went to UNG Dahlonega and it's just this beautiful little mountain town but it's very quiet there's not a lot going on and I and I didn't go there with like the expectation that I'm going to be transferring Mm -hmm. but I kind of had an open mind about it and it was like if I want to stay I'll stay if I don't I'll, I'll, I'll go. Um, and I got there and it was awesome and I I really enjoyed my time there and made some really great friends but then I eventually decided like or at least I felt like with what I wanted to do there would be more opportunity at UGA so I transferred mm-hmm. and I didn't have anywhere to live so I ended up sleeping on uh, the floor with the five uh, slam guys right well, no. So I transferred halfway through sophomore year. So it was in the winter, like just for a semester, for one semester. Um, I don't know if you guys know Phil Addison. No. Oh, no. Um, he is he, – he's still in Athens. He's one of my great best friends. But he let me sleep on the floor of his like um, – oh, man. What's, what are the apartments across from Pineview off Riverbend? Uh, is it the river club river club is it lakeside the one the ones that are like there's the light and you go left and then on the it's the first thing on the right before the golf course i was about to say next to the golf course by the train tracks yeah is that lakeside i think so well it's a really really tiny apartment and i was sleeping on his like under his bed on a mattress that we like i had to like pull out and it was just the smallest space to sleep and it just so happened, he shared the apartment with four other guys. It just so happened that another guy in the room right next to ours had just transferred to UGA, and his roommate had someone sleeping on his floor that just <laughs> no. Um, but no, those, it, it, that uh, and like honestly, that transition was so difficult. Like transitioning from UNG to UGA. And like, I had, I had like a lot of like great, I, I had a lot of mutual friends because of my close friends that were already at UGA, but there's just such a big difference between uh, like, like when you have like, are introduced <laughs> to a bunch of people and like, they're like, this is my like best friend, Sam. And you mm-hmm. like are introduced to so many people and mm-hmm. they're like, oh, that's Sam. And they like meet you and all that. It's like, that's great. And it helps, but it's so much different than like being very like, uh, I guess, like, just, like, known by people, you know, like, you must mm-hmm. feel like oh, all these friends have been handed to me because of, because of, like, mutual connections, like, I didn't earn any of mm-hmm. these relationships, and that was mm-hmm. just hard, like, that, that transition was hard, um, mm-hmm. it was, and it was pretty uncomfortable, but, um, 
I, I, I don't know. I just had great, there were great friends that I made and it, and it definitely took some time, but eventually like, it just takes, it just took time for, for like Athens and, and UGA to feel like that was like my place. You know, mm-hmm. I was like, like I was comfortable there. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm so, I'm so happy that I, I did end up transferring and, and it was a, it was a good time. Mm-hmm. It was a good time. Go dogs, baby. You were, you were like a, you weren't in Phi Slum, but you were a Phi Slum affiliate, right? That's what I've heard. Affiliate? Yeah, um, you're just associated, closely associated. I guess so. So that thing was like, uh, I was still at UNG and we talked about Nico earlier. Nico, mm-hmm. who's one of my best friends from high school, was like, hey, do you know where you're going to live when you transfer here? Like, we're like picking houses and figuring out like living situations for next year so like not when you transfer here but afterwards and I was like no like I don't I don't know like where I'm gonna stay like I don't really know anybody at UG and he was like well you should like you should absolutely live with me in uh the 120 120a side and I was like oh that's awesome and I had no idea like I didn't know like like the like like I didn't know anything about like Phi Slam and stuff, but those, yeah, no, those, so I, I lived there and I mean, those, those are awesome times too. just all those guys that like class are now I'm really close with like, um, like Andrew Turner and, and Ricky Wilson and John Kite and like all, like every single one of those guys that like lived on that side, I got super close with, um, mm. And I'm, I'm really grateful for the, those friendships, but yeah, I, I mean, I guess I live there. I don't know if that makes me an affiliate, but <laughs> I, I was, I was close to those guys. Yeah. Every, like every night, whenever there's like nothing going on, like most of my friends are in five slam now, they're like all the freshmen. So they're yeah. always like, uh, oh. like, you know, we can go to the one twenty, see if anything's happening. I'm like, Oh God, like not again. <laughs> yeah that there was always something going on I had to you know like I feel like even just in college in general there's always something going on so you have to you have to really fight for your your uh, personal like like alone introverted time if if you are into introverted time you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. are you introverted yeah people people are usually surprised I uh I'm like uh I think I'm a it's like a different kind of introvert I always joke one of my best friends is an introvert as well. And we talk about how he's more of like a, like a marathon introvert and I'm a sprinter introvert. So like when I'm like introverted, I am like alone by myself. But when I'm like, when I go out or whatever, I'm with people, I am like, it's a burst. Like I'm sprinting. Like I'm just like, you know, and then like, I am like, okay, I gotta like be alone again. Like like, uh, my friend is more like, like he is like, it, it is more obvious that he is an introvert because it's like slower. You know what I mean? Like it's mm-hmm. like, it's a marathon introvert versus a, a sprinter introvert. Um, right. But yeah, I definitely, I have to have alone time or else I just like, I, it's, it's so much, I, I won't show it on the outside, but like internally it's so much harder for me to, to, I guess, just like process and, and be around people. How did you learn to do that? Ew, that's a great question. Um, sometimes I still have to remember to because I, uh, I could be a lot better at it. But college and like living with people definitely 
is the reason I figured that out about myself. And then um, just realizing when I was like maybe a little more irritable than I should have been in certain situations, I was like, oh, like this is because I've been around people for so long and I need to go be like by myself and and just kind of recharge like that. Right. Yeah. Are you guys introverts or extroverts? I'm an extrovert. (laughs) Extrovert? Mm Mm-hmm. I am. Mason? I don't, I think it's a, it's like a weird combo. Cause it's like, I think I'm like ambivert. you. Well, is that what it's called? I think an ambivert is like, yeah. It's like a mix. Sort of, yeah. But I can't, I don't know the actual like definition, but what were you about well, to say? I was going to say, cause it's like, I love like my favorite memories are like being with people and like, I have yeah. so much fun doing that. Um, and I would rather be with people like the majority of the time. But I think I'm like you where it's like, if I don't get that at least every once in a while, it's just, it's not good. Like I yeah, won't. It's, <laughs> it's brutal. It's hard for sure. So I think that's where I am. I really, really value like time alone. Uh, but I'd rather spend the majority of my time with people. Yeah. That's awesome. But we don't want to take up too much of your time. So well, this will be our last question. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. What's, if you have like one memory from high school or not high school, sorry, college, or it's like, dude, that was crazy. What's like the one thing that comes to mind? There's okay. This is the first thing on my mind. Um, it was just wild. So one time, uh, so Phil, the guy I mentioned earlier, uh, who I lived under his bed and then Nico, who I mentioned as well, uh, one of us, I think it might've been Nico was like scrolling on Facebook and he saw an ad and it was for a lip sync competition with a $500 cash prize. And we like, we're like, what? Like $500 if you, if we win this lip sync battle. So, I mean, we like, I, I think we like debated it for 10 seconds and then we got to work immediately. Um, I started, I got into garage band and I made a mix. Like our lip sync was going to be like five different songs mixed in one. Um, I, I think it was, uh, uh, what is that song? It's in Gardens of the Galaxy. And it's like, Uga Chaka, Uga Chaka. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember the name of the song, but it's great. And then it transitioned into Ring Sexy Back by Justin Timberlake. Um, and then it transitioned into um, Lemon by Rihanna and Pharrell Williams. Uh, and then it transitioned into um, something like this by Tim McGraw. Wow. Yes, I got a barbecue stand on my white t-shirt. Is this on YouTube anywhere? Can we watch this? Um, no, it's it was wiped off the face of the earth. Uh, mm. But we we literally just committed to this because we were like, we're gonna win, and we choreographed this dance. Uh, to all of the songs while we lip synced and we practiced for an entire day just non-stop the choreography uh, and then we we bought props like we bought lemons and, and also a, like a yellow like uh, like zucchini or something like that squash then, ah, squash thank you <laughs> that's good um yellow zucchini is a funny way to describe a squash um (laughs) um, and we bought 
like white like tank tops and just smothered barbecue on them but we like put over like we're wearing like zip away jackets um and then phil borrowed a tennis skirt from one of our uh friends and he had pull away track pants and so we go we're like already we go to this event and we're like we're gonna we're going to win this lip sync battle and we get on stage Uga Chaga, Uga Chaga starts. We're singing it into Sexy Back, into I pull up with a lemon, and we all pull out lemons and the, the yellow zucchini out of That's our right. pockets. And we throw them into the crowd, and then it goes like a little, like, you know, like a little mix, and it transitions. We rip off our jackets. I had a barbecue stain on my white t shirt, and we had barbecue stains. She was killing me in that mini skirt and phil ripped off his tearaway pants and he was wearing a woman's skirt um and the crowd went wild uh, <laughs> and oh. then we found out that we were the only um people <laughs> <laughs> out of us and and one other group competing in this lip sync battle um so we won let's go wow congrats man it's big and we spent it all at texas roadhouse <laughs> well we have, <laughs> we have to talk about the single or the songs oh wow whoa are you sure you the whole music career worms i mean i think we should get a little preview into that and maybe yeah we no, can absolutely. make a whole episode so tell us about <laughs> it how did this how did this dream come to be yeah when did you realize you had the talent of singing well that one is TBD. Uh, <laughs> but the first one, the first question, I I just actually really love Texas Roadhouse. Like, there's nothing, there's no bit about that. I I absolutely love that place. What and about it? The food is, you get the most bang for your buck out of anywhere you could ever possibly go. $12 for a six-ounce sirloin and two sides. Are you kidding me? But you go for the food and the price, you stay for the experience because they start dancing and stuff. It's wonderful. <laughs> there's no there's – no, and you get to choose what music you listen to. What other restaurant? They have a jukebox that you literally can queue up songs on. It's incredible. Does, doesn't Waffle House have that? Uh, sorry, it cut out. I don't know what you just said. <laughs> but – and the rolls, unlimited rolls. And the rolls are just like, they're insane. So I love the place. I wrote that song just like, I don't know. Like it was, like, we talked about like sometimes I'll like try to get into a flow in writing. Sometimes I can't get anything productive done, but I'll just write down honey butter, better butter up that bread. And then I That's was right. like, wow, I like the way that sounds. <laughs> I kept writing, taste buds flutter, fluffy feelings in my head. The stakes are high, but don't you worry about the price. If I could, I'd eat here breakfast, lunch, and night. That's right. And then I, but then it was like, then the song, like that was a bit, and I would sing it, and I would like, I would sing it as loud as I possibly could in the shower. Like I just was like, and I would like develop the song like in the shower and like try to think of like more lyrics to the song just because I, I just, I don't know. I told you, I think I have a problem. And I was like, I'm screaming the lyrics while I'm in the shower right next to my roommate's room where he's taking a nap and i all of a sudden i'm screen lyrics i just hear banging on the door he's like shut up and i was like okay sorry and then i was like i got out of the shower whatever like dried off and got dressed of course 
And then I walked into his room and I was like, Hey, I'm so sorry. And he was like, Whoa, thunder's crazy. Uh, and he was like, um, I wasn't mad when your singing woke me up from my nap. I was mad when I listened and heard you were singing about Texas Roadhouse. <laughs> and then something flipped in my head. And I said, okay. I was like, now I have to commit fully to this and I have to develop this. And I have to try to like make this into a song to put on Spotify so that the next time he's taking a nap, I will walk into his room with a speaker playing this actual song, Texas Roadhouse. And it started like that. But then all of a sudden I was like, man, there's a lot of great chain restaurants. <laughs> then the lyrics, baby, don't be silly. I'm taking you to Chili's popped into my head. Mm. Um, and then, and then, it, and then I, and then it all started over. And I said, well, now I have to try to make an album about chain restaurants, um, which there's every song was completely written. However, only two were um, fully produced. How and, many are there? Well, there was Texas Roadhouse, Baby Don't Be Silly, which right. was about chilies. Then there was um, uh, Room for Dessert, which was the one about CeCe's, which that one has some crazy lyrics. That's um, unreleased, isn't it? I haven't heard that one. That's unreleased. I'll just give you a little hint of the chorus right here. Okay. These, oh, wow. You're filling me up with the pieces full of your love. CeCe's, I can't get enough. I'm in pieces. I'm a fool for your love. Okay. Wow. Yeah. This... I I haven't I haven't been out much um, since Man. the pandemic started. Um, let's see. <laughs> what? Man, that's that's more than I could have ever imagined. That was... well, <laughs> um. Well, oh, there was a. Oh, uh, say goodbye, E. Coli which was the Chipotle anthem. Oh, God. oh, no, no. Say goodbye, E. coli, Chipotle. And then it was, let us be in love. Let us be free. Let us start over. Let us sound good to me. Oh, um, no. And, uh, gosh, what a, I, I don't know if there was, there was like the big like closing track, and that was Love is on the Menu. It was Baby Pick a Venue, Love is on the Menu. Yeah. Uh, that's all I remember from that one. Why did this not drop? Um, uh, I think it's because I, I probably want a family in the future and maybe a relationship. Whoa, you hear that? Yeah. Lightning strikes. It was a sign, it was, it was a sign from a God sign. that he was going to bless you. Wow, well, you think that means he wants the songs to come out or you mean he's like, yeah, no, good call. He's like, that was like affirming, like, yeah, good, good idea. I think it was, I think it was an <laughs> affirmation thing. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Dude, that's awesome. Well, hopefully hopefully these tracks get dropped sooner or later. We can JP can edit our our closing song today it can be uh All My Exes Live in Texas with My Hearts at the Roadhouse. Hey, come on. <laughs> All My Exes Live in Texas with My Hearts at the Roadhouse, baby. That's a good word. Thank you. That means a lot that's to awesome. me that you remember that line. Hey, <laughs> it's good until until somewhere better comes along for my heart to be that's where it's at. <laughs> Fair enough. You guys, you guys got anything before we head out? I think Sam should leave us with uh, just singing one more song. It's up to Jackson. JP? 
He might not be listening right Jackson's now. In, Jackson is. Oh, I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> All right. So I am an I am an avid supporter of your music, um, Sam. Uh, I actually <laughs> I I actually have uh I actually have Texas Roadhouse. It's on one of my playlists called High School Memories and Memes. It's like one of my favorite playlists. It's really good. So yeah. Um, any any sneak peeks? Any any song that you'd like to sing would be much appreciated. Wow. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you. For some reason, when you said I have Texas Roadhouse, I thought you were about to say on vinyl or vinyl. vinyl. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, how did you do that? I was like, how did that happen? <laughs> I got it on vinyl. Vinyl? Is it vinyl or vinyl? Vinyl. It's vinyl. Vinyl. Good. Good. Yeah. That's yeah, a good catch. Bikini. <laughs> Vinyl. I'm just, I got Vin Diesel on my mind. Um, <laughs> Always. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Oh my gosh. What do you, oh, should I, I don't know what to sing. Should I, should I give you, uh, <laughs> I think you should sing the line Mason just sang. I, that's one of my favorites too. Yeah. Right. That one is powerful, I think. Yeah, it really is. I'm just going to say it. Ready? Okay. All my exes live in Texas, but my heart is at the roadhouse. Thank you. Cheers, yeah. <laughs> Cheers nice, guys. Nice. Incredible. Nice. All right. All right what is what yeah, there? Someone that lives. Mason, this episode, nothing but laughs, man. Dude, it's always a pleasure to be able to talk to Sam. Pumped that he was able to come on and, uh, dude, working into his busy stand up schedule. What a treat mm-hmm. for us. Yeah. I mean, I'm just what so blessed and honored that he took his time out to just i mean hang out with us you know yeah us little <laughs> couple people. of couple of laymen yeah it's cool uh-huh. that he was able to do that yeah as always follow our instagram subscribe to our spotify and apple music if you guys have any thoughts um comment them or text us or uh, dm our instagram all right cheers cheers fellas I ain't talking about no May, talking about a six hour stay, talking about no lover, talking about a creamy onion butter, talking about a spouse, talking about a Texas Roadhouse, Texas Roadhouse. Something's about to blossom, I ain't talking about no cactus. Sickness is so awesome, man, I know you're trying to catch it. T-X-A-X and you got it at the roadhouse Think I know now, not trying to slow it down All my exes live in Texas but my heart is at the roadhouse Think I know now, not trying to slow it down Not trying to slow it down Not trying to slow it down Talking about no maid, talking about a six-hour stay, talking about a lover, talking about a creamy honey butter. I'm talking about no spouse, I'm talking about a Texas Roadhouse, Texas Roadhouse.